there's so much about what God wants to do. We can just let it wash over us or we can grab it and go, that's going to be part of my life from now on. That's going to be who I am from now on. And so, you know, as I said this morning, I've been looking back on, on life since Easter where the theme was, you shall receive power. And I can't remember a meeting since, a service since, where someone hasn't been healed. So why not tonight? Come on, why not tonight? Uh, we've already had words of knowledge from Ross, and uh, so you don't have to wait for me to preach. I mean, we could shut up shop now and just have pizza. I'm not going to, but because uh, <laughs> I want to preach. I mean, as some of you know, I was born for this. I was born to tease people as well, so you might be blessed and get both. So that's just the way it was. <sighs> if you, yeah, I'm just, just for this... No wonder you've got nice big boots. David <laughs> uh, was there this, as, 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 as I was going around the table saying hello to, to people after church this morning or afternoon. There was a, a, a young boy. He wanted to know what was happening this morning as I was just sort of getting... <laughs> Isn't it great? I mean, it's like close fellowship. It's like so good. <laughs> And, and, and so I explained to him about glory because it's so easy just to read scripture about glory and read through the, and the Old Testament about the glory of God is going to come and, and, and not be aware that that, that literally is, <laughs> thank you, Ian. <laughs> this morning it was one son-in-law looked after me. Tonight it's the next one. It's, a, it's great. <laughs> And oh, shuku shapahanda! Actually, forget that. Just hold your hands out. There's well, there's there's just a wind of the spirit going through right now. Holy Spirit, you might not feel it. That doesn't. I'm not worried whether you feel it or not. But there's a wind of the spirit that's going through. That's just whoa, just like a refreshing. There's a refreshing, and and for some of you, it's going to be like fogs are just going to disappear off your life right now as as well shanda if you can speak in tongues just go ahead if you can't go ahead and speak in tongues anyway but and just allow a wave of the spirit just to wash over you and if you're not yet speaking in tongues just allow this wave to wash over you shunda Zima Maya Poho Shakaida Borendiana Rena Maya Tapurundo Lulula Baranda. Oh, that's got to be good for you. Kuraba Shanda Rianda Hamashurianda. Someone asked me, Well, why, why do you emphasize speaking in tongues so much? Because the Bible does. Well, sure, under, and besides that, it cost heaven everything, so we can. And so, I want to place value on what heaven placed value on. I want to place value on what the early apostles placed value on. When they would get to a place, and you read it in the book of Acts, the first question they would ask is, Are you speaking in tongues? Oh, kapa shunda, rebo shunda, ma surandara ba shirianda. Ha, Shuya Moranda. 
And then you have some people say, should you do it in public? Well, they did it on the day of Pentecost. That was good enough for me. So, kaporanda. Thank you. This has been a good, strong pulpit. It's had to be repaired a few times, but that's, that's okay. So I was explaining to this young boy about when when the when the glory comes, it was it's heavy, it's it's heavy. And he went, mm, I get afterward explained, but he went get that because he saw this morning Lewis looking like he was really struggling. <laughs> that made sense now, so he didn't have a problem after that, because you see God always makes sense, sort of afterwards. This morning I was talking about something. No. <laughs> I was talking about two keys in terms of believing. One was understanding that story from the centurion. Only speak and it's enough. Say the word of faith and it's enough. And the other one was when Jesus said, get rid of fear. It'll happen. And there's so many times people have said to me, even in healing meetings, what, what if they don't get healed? Well, I've got the answer for that. They'll still be sick. <laughs> it's quite simple, really. <laughs> I mean, let's just not overcomplicate things. <laughs> you know, if they don't get healed, they'll still be sick. That's not the point. The point is, what if they get healed? What if they get healed? You know, and we're the people who believe in healing. So we don't stop because of some disappointment or afraid that they might not get healed. We, there, there are so many ministries that have shut down because they start to worry about, but what if they don't get healed? That's not the problem. They've created a problem by not laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. Oh, so tonight I want to speak about Faith to speak. Like, I'm going to speak a little bit, like I've been saying in a few places lately. There's going to be three parts to this. There's going to be information. There's going to be impartation. And there's going to be activation. And the illustration I love using is, information says you've got to put petrol in the tank. If you want your lawnmower to go, or you might have one of those battery ones, God bless you. It's, I'll talk about the motor car. Oh, you might have one of those electric ones. You're taking away all the fun. <laughs> so just imagine you've got one of those ICE, internal combustion engines, and, and so you've got to put petrol in the tank. And then the impartation is you put the petrol in the tank, and then the activation is I come along with a match and let's blow the thing up. It's like... <laughs> It was so much fun when I was on the farm. You'd cut down the scrub and you'd do other things and then it would get sort of dry and then you came along with some diesel and some petrol and slop it all together and, and put it over it and then you put a match to it. Oh, it's so good. Well, the Holy Spirit, he's, he's uh, high explosive dynamite and you and I can have faith like a mustard seed, like a match. And our faith can be like a match that just goes in there. And then suddenly, things happen. Hebrews chapter 10. 
because you might be getting hungry waiting for the pizza for supper. So let's just get right into it. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25 in the North Island version. That's better than the nearly inspired version. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, I have a question for you. Have you got confidence to enter into the presence of God because of the blood of Jesus, because of what Jesus did on the cross, because he died that we might live, because he shed his blood so we can have access without shame, without fear, without anything else. We have access into the holy place. We have access to stand before God and we have access so that He lives in us. And, 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 and there's too, 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 too often that there are people and they don't have this confidence. They don't have the confidence that comes by appropriating the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is so important to us. We can heal by the blood of Jesus. Peter and James said, silver and gold have we none, but what we have in the name of Jesus, how did they get that? By the blood of Jesus, by the fact that by His stripes we are healed, by the fact that He paid a price we couldn't pay. So we can get what we didn't have to pay for. And so we've got confidence by the blood of Jesus to enter into a new and a living way open to us through the curtain. That is His veil. The parallel is the the tabernacle. The parallel is the temple. And that's just the stories to give us faith that we can enter in to His presence without fear and without thinking, have I done enough? He did it all. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love the old song we sang in Sunday school. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but He washed it white as snow. And so people say to me recently, they said in Germany, they said, where does your confidence come from? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Oh, yeah. And, say and. So we have the blood of Jesus and we have a resurrected Jesus. Ha! We've got both. Oh, hallelujah. Now we're training the grandson to get ready for. (laughs) And since we have a living great high priest over the house of God, that's us. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. That word means no fear, no doubt, absolutely committed and believing into what Jesus and when, when, when oh, in full assurance of faith. Has anyone ever had? to start a petrol lawnmower. You come to it and you pull it. And how many have ever had it not start straight away? How many have kept pulling, kept pulling, and suddenly you just go, I'm giving up on this thing. (laughs) But we've got full assurance of faith. That if we do it, because all of heaven is sitting there waiting to spring into action. This is not talking about a lawnmower that may or may not go. 
Or you might be, have your battery run and the battery will run out. This is full assurance that God's power is the same on the day of creation as it is today. God's power is the same as when he drowned an Egyptian army as it is today. It's the same power that rose Jesus out of the dead and it's just the same today because we are living in the full assurance of the same Spirit that was there on the day of Pentecost, there at creation, is with us today. And whoa, shakaparanda. And we've got to learn to live in that incredible assurance of the same power. Huh. Having our hearts washed to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. Some people will go, oh, not here. I met them. Oh, oh. but what I did, because they've forgotten what Jesus did. I was reminded again of the story I've told here, but it's so good I'm going to tell it again. The first time Debbie and I went to Germany and the Spirit fell in Martin Spreer's church in Duisburg and they'd never seen it. It was awesome. It was amazing. They were praying for a move of God. And so often when a move of God comes, people go, ah! yeah, well, things happen. And, and so anyway, we were, the meetings went extended. Debbie and I, we were going to have sort of the meetings for, for five days or six days and then have, a, have our 30th anniversary holiday. <laughs> it hasn't happened. <laughs> but they have a revival. Anyway, this young man, young meaning that he was a bit younger than me, and uh, old meaning you're more than three years older than me, you know, it's amazing how we make ourselves the reference point for, for things. And so this, he, was, he was in his 30s. And, uh, and so all those that are in their 30s tonight are thinking, oh, yeah, I'm young. <laughs> it's like I used to talk, call myself a young man when I sort of got to 40. I'd still be calling myself a young man because, I mean, my dad, he, he was a geriatric by that stage. He was old. And, and, and this young person in the church, teenager, came up to me and said, Pastor Seth, when are you going to stop telling lies? I mean, what do you mean? He says, you keep calling yourself a young man. You're not. You're middle-aged. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> you, you're right. <laughs> But you just sort of live with this, 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 this man in his 30s. He would come up. He came up every night, every night, every night. Three nights in a row he was there. And it was just like when you went to pray for him, it was like, mm. And he realized there was an issue. So on the third night I said to him, so what's wrong? And he said, and he, with a quiet voice, as he had good English, he, he leaned forward. And in a quiet voice he said, God can't really love me. He's getting worried that I'm going to fall on top of him. And so, <laughs> you're strong, you can catch. And so, <laughs> he said, God can't really love me. I said, why not? Because when all said and done, that's the foundation of, of our faith. He said, because my grandfather was one of the Nazis. I went, oh, we can soon fix that. He was carrying the shame of previous generations. We can soon fix that. I said, if you're carrying the shame, then you can do an identification or repentance prayer and we'll deal with this. And I have never seen a face morph like it as this face of this very fine-looking young man just suddenly, whoa. And I said, how are you doing? He said, I feel like I'm in a vacuum. I said, there's another word for it. It's called freedom. 
The shackles have gone. The pressure's gone. It's, you're not carrying that shame anymore. And we don't have to carry the shame of previous things. We don't have to carry the shame of other stuff. Oh, my goodness. We can carry the hope of a glorious future for other people. It's like some people have said to me, well, I don't have faith for that. I do. Right on my coattails. Right on my coattails until you get your own faith. And so here it is. Having that guilty conscience and our bodies washed, let us hold unswervingly, unswervingly, unswervingly. There's headwinds that sometimes come into our life. There's all sorts of stuff. But we can hold unswervingly to the hope that we have. And if disappointments come, they doesn't matter. You just don't give up. Hold unswervingly to the hope and the faith which we talk about. If we don't hold unswervingly, it's just a philosophical sort of discussion. But when we hold unswervingly, it's a concrete assurance that what God has promised, He will fulfill. For, for years before revival came in 1995, we'd heard the stories. We put up on the wall using a 15-inch dot matrix printer. For those of you who know what I'm talking about, God bless your old age. But uh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and we had this along the wall because it's all we had at that stage. We've heard of your fame. We stand in awe of your deeds. Do it again in our time. We had it there. It faded out, so we had to do it again. And, and for two years, every Saturday night, we pushed the chairs back and we worshipped and we laid hands on people. And we again, <laughs> and, and did it happen that week? No, it didn't. Did we give up? No, we didn't. Did it happen the next week? No, it didn't. Did we give up? No, we didn't. Did it happen the next week? No, it didn't. But did we give up? No, it didn't. And then suddenly, on the 15th of March, 1995, at quarter past eight on the Sunday night, that's an ancient Aramaic expression for heaven arrived. And so, and people said to me, some other Christian leaders said, oh, you'll have that for a little while. I went, you go smoke a different weed. I waited all my life for this. I'm not giving up. And I haven't given up. Why? Because we are holding unswervingly to the hope which we profess. And what's more, the river of God is not getting smaller and it's not drying up because the river of God and the... And the, that was close. <laughs> oh. <laughs> At the back, just you have glory. It's a shepherd. <laughs> this could get messy, folks. <laughs> Whoa. 
well and we're not going to give up. <laughs> Why? Because there is a promised revival ahead of us and the river of God is going to get wider and it's going to get deeper and it's going to get bigger and, and we might not have seen it. That's all the more reason to keep pressing on and because we haven't experienced now, there's all the more reason to say, I'm not giving up and we've got faith to say, it's coming. We've got faith to say, I believe it. Hold up, Ashanda. And it's all right to quote Smith Wigglesworth about the prophecy. And I'm going to quote the other one. He said, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. And so come, Oshurandaya. Mashurandaya. It's a bit of fire in my hands. Oh, it's funny. If you could see what I can see, because Shona gets a look in her eyes, and it's like, and it's like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> it's just as well she hasn't got a wig, otherwise she'd shake it off. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay for those of you who think that I'm being silly. I've had people land on me here. And if you wonder what that's in, it's in the Bible where it says, lift up your voice. And, 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 and there are th- it's so easy just to read Scripture and not realize that most of the time they're just trying to, to describe, describe what, what happens when God's power hits us. Has anyone here had 400 volts? go through them? I, I have. It, it's very moving. It's <laughs> no, when we were on the farm, we had an electric fence. It, it had 5,000 volts. It was awesome. It was 5,000 volts was enough to burn the grass off from, from growing. It was really good. And uh, Debbie's father was on the farm, and he, he was trying to prove that he was agile. He landed across the farm, <laughs> across the fence, Let's just say he, he moved. <laughs> it was awesome. When God's power hits, you have no idea what's going to happen. And so many times people draw back because they go, that's enough. You can never have too much of God's power. You can't have not enough. And so it says here, let's hold unswervingly because he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. And so let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Good deeds is not handing out tins of baked beans. That's not what it's talking about. They're called charitable acts. 
when it's talked about good deeds in Scripture, when the apostles are writing about good deeds, they're talking about moves of the Holy Spirit. They're talking about healings. They're talking about deliverances. They're talking about signs and wonders. How do we spur one another on to signs and wonders? How do we spur one another on to the moving of the Holy Spirit? How do we spur one another on? Well, we encourage one another because a move of the Holy Spirit, someone laughing in church is not an interruption unless you're religious. And so, and if you're religious, you need deliverance anyway. But so the reality is that there's the moving of the Holy Spirit is something that all heaven is longing for. And so outbreaks of joy and outbreaks of healing and outbreaks of sometimes there was silence. We were having a service in Germany just the other week and suddenly that glorious silence just came into the place and it was just like glory and everyone just for half an hour it was awesome and while that was happening there were so many healings broke out just the presence of God and so you can't, have, you can't define how God moves by human responses and actions but we can define it by faith, by believing and going, yes, I may not understand it, but I can believe. Let us consider how we spur one another on to love and to good works. And we gather tonight, why? Because we're, we're spurring one another on to love and good works. We're spurring one another on. And we see something happening and we go, oh, come on, I want more of that. I want more of that. Anyone want more of this? Oh, I do. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? I mean, I haven't had to use the wheelchair lately, and I'm saying, come on, God. <laughs> I went into the church in Alexandra, Pastor Aaron, who always comes up to Raging Fire and others. I was down there, and we walked in, and they're hiring the public hall, and they walked, I walked in on the Sunday morning, at minus four degrees, and it was like very invigorating and very fresh. And, and he says, we're ready for you, Seth. And sitting there right as I walked into church is a wheelchair ready to be reused. <laughs> so it's like, yes. I said, is that publicly owned or do you own it? He said, it's publicly owned. I said, we better not wreck it. And then I didn't care about it anyway. It was like, <laughs> you can always buy another wheelchair. But, whoa. Silver and gold have we none, but what we have, we have. And so what does Hebrews 11 say? Now faith has been sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. It's what the ancients were commended for. And I want to say, let the presence be contended for, be, 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 be commended for. Let the presence, it's not just enough for the ancients to be commended for the fact of this. What about you and I, the presence? Let the presence be be, 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 commended for it. Anyway, there's a whole lot of stuff here. We're not going to do it. But one of the things is, 2 Corinthians 4, it's written, I believed and therefore I spoke. What are we speaking? 
Are we speaking faith? Are we speaking glory? Are we speaking revival? Are we speaking an outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Are we speaking things that we can't contain? Let's be the people who speak what we haven't yet seen. I believed and therefore I spoke. And with that same spirit of faith, it says, we believe and therefore speak. And and it's based on the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. And all this is, Paul said, is for our benefit so that there will be more and more people thanking God for the overflow of the glory of God. Whoa, kasharanda. And so there's all sorts of wonderful scriptures here, but you can just read them during the week. But what do we speak? We speak faith in the mystery of God. People say, can you explain it? No, I can't. But I can't explain the radio magnetic spectrum either. But I have faith to use a cell phone. I just talk to church this side. We can't explain the radiomagnetic spectrum, but that's what the basis of this cell phone is. And we've got faith to use that. We've got faith to believe in God. And what's more, He's more powerful than the radiomagnetic spectrum. And we, we can't explain the unexplainable, but we can believe for what we can't explain. We have faith in the work of the Holy Spirit. We may not understand it, but we can embrace it. Well, I don't understand why, as we were singing, I was crying. I had to use the second handkerchief, the one that's for the eyes. Not the other one for the nose, but faith in the victory of the cross over human failure. I wrote these down. I thought it was so good. I have to share it with you. And so faith in the righteousness of God, which is ours through faith in Jesus. So do you define yourself as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Or do you define yourself by your human weakness? I don't. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, oh! but what about my failings? Well, what about them? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, I've got faith in the inheritance of the saints as well. Yeah. I've got faith in the peace of God because there's a peace that God can give. The world can't give. And I refuse to let it take it away. I've got peace in the power of the name of Jesus. I've got faith in that. Oh, yeah. The world might use it for swearing. But I use it for blessing. It was so much fun when I was in the factory and someone would swear. And I'd go, who gave you the right to use the name of my friend like that? And they'd go, what do you mean? Is this, you don't have that right. And, I would, oh. and then we put a swear box in the factory. I was only the apprentice, bottom of the food chain. We put a swear box in. If anyone swore, 50 cents, and it went. So good. And that money went to, to uh, Timunga Hospice. But we stopped swearing. Faith in the salvation of Jesus. Faith in the love of God. Faith in the eternal reward. Ha! Huh. There is a reward. There is a reward. We've got faith in that. And sometimes that's what it says. We encourage ourselves with these things. We encourage ourselves. And what's more, we've got faith in the second coming. 
Hallelujah. No, we've got faith because it says we're to look for and we're to hasten the fact that one day soon Jesus is going to split the sky. And people have said to me even recently, they said, why do you keep talking about that? It's 2,000 years since he said that, which means we're 2,000 years closer to it happening. Yeah, come on. So what does faith do? Faith sees God as the Lord of eternity. He sees God as the I am. At time, human time as we know it doesn't affect him, but it affects everyone around us and affects everything that we're involved with. God is not a figure of past history. He's the I am. In him, everything is present. In glory, he is the crucified one. He's the risen one. And he's the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He's the king that sits on his throne. And he's the one who's coming, king of kings and lord of lords. And he's got the armies of God that are come, going to come with him. And, and I want to be on his side, not the other side. Because there's going to be a great slaughter. And, and, and all the other side, they just get wiped out. People say, that's not very nice. <laughs> yes, it is. Because how else do you deal with all the rubbish? You see, you just can't be sentimental about this stuff. The reality is everyone is going to have a chance to say, put my name down, sir. But you can get sentimental. And I'll tell you what's the greatest enemy of revival is Christians becoming sentimental and letting their souls start to, oh, yeah, but oh. And no, no, no. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. No sentimentality. Come. And let your righteousness and your justice be on the earth. So let us hold unswervingly. I've got a whole lot of through faith scriptures here. Righteousness from God, Romans 3, comes through faith in Jesus to all who believe. Through faith in his blood. Romans 3. Romans 5. We've been justified through faith. And therefore we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the scripture declares the whole world. But through faith in Jesus, there is hope and there is cleansing. And we are children of God through faith in Jesus. Come on. Let's live in the revelation of this stuff. Live in the revelation through faith. Not through reasoning. Not through doubting. But through believing. Ah, mongundi under. And through faith in Him, we can approach God with freedom and confidence. He's my father. You see, we all get to choose our spiritual father. I couldn't choose my earthly father. I've shared before, when I was 18, going bald and wasn't so handsome when I was trying to get a young lady to look nicely at me. And I'm, I'm, I'm having a hole in the head. So I talked to a friend who was... Involved with medical, I said, is there any cure? He said, there's one known cure. I said, oh yeah, quick, quick, tell me. I didn't have any money, but tell me. And he said, choose your ancestors wisely. <laughs> Too late for that. <laughs> but I can choose my heavenly father. I can choose my heavenly father. And through faith in him, yeah, we approach God with freedom and confidence. And so let the anointing dwell in your hearts through faith. Yeah. And through him, not having righteousness of my own that comes from law, but through faith in Jesus. Oh, come on. Ha! Ah! And through faith in Christ Jesus, 
And I don't want you to become lazy, the writer of Hebrews says, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what is promised. Ah, and for that, I love the story of John Wesley, who'd given up, he was defeated, he was going home from the, what became America, from the English colonies in the eastern coast of America. He was heading back to England, defeated, giving up. And a Moravian missionary said to him, John, preach faith until you have faith. And then when you have faith, you'll preach faith. And I describe it as, I used to tell revival stories of other people's stories until God gave me my stories. And now I do both. Ha! Double-barreled shotgun. Through faith, we conquer kingdoms and gain what has been promised. And what's more, through faith, we are shielded by God's power. But for that, we need a revelation of walking in faith. I said a walking in faith by revelation. And that revelation is available tonight. Let's stand. You say, I've had it. Well, you can have more. And if you haven't had it, it's here for each one of us. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. How much revelation can we have? I don't know because the Bible says we can go from faith to faith. And I believe that there is greater revelation available for each of us. Great. Greater revelation available for all of us. I was going to get you to line up in lines, but it's not going to work. Can you get me that oil? We've already used half of it today. Let's use the other half. (sighs) Holy Spirit, thank you that you are the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You're the spirit of revelation that we can walk in a revelation of faith. We can walk in a revelation of faith that we've never had before. A confidence in faith. A confidence in trust. A confidence in the goodness of God. A confidence which says, I believe and therefore I speak. And so that we speak resurrection life into our workplace. We speak resurrection life into our families. We speak resurrection life into schools. We speak resurrection life into every part of where we go every day. We say we speak resurrection life. And so if you're here tonight and you need healing... I'm not even calling out all the different things that I know that people can be healed from tonight. But as we come, there's an anointing and you can walk into a revelation of healing. You can walk into a revelation of health. You can walk into a revelation of miracles. You can walk into a revelation of divine provisions. You can walk into a revelation of being used to bring salvation to people. There is all sorts of revelation that's available to be, to be walked into tonight. And so come Holy Spirit, as we, even as we just anoint people tonight, let that anointing of revival that we spoke of at the beginning be freshly released in, in a greater dimension to each one of us tonight, that we will see the deaf here. 
We'll see the blind see. We'll see the lame walk. And we'll see the provisions of God in every way. And the glory of God will be established in this valley, in this city, in this region, in this nation, and to nations beyond. In Jesus' name, amen.